so amateur athletics at the time. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, I came up here, I'd won English schools twice, I'd medalled, I think, four or five times. Um, so I won the 300 twice, and then I, I made the decision to step down to 200s, not step up to 400 straight away. Okay. Um, I think <coughs> mentally I was quite young, so I wasn't quite ready for the, the fact that and I was talented when I was young, so I, I'll always be the one to hand, hold my hands up and say, I was, I was that annoying kid that didn't really turn up to training, mm-hmm. like just enjoyed it and still managed to win things, which at the time, obviously, like I appreciated and I loved it because that's why I was stayed in the sport, I think. But um, I, I couldn't quite hack that you had to actually train quite hard for hard, a yeah. four. Um, so I stepped down to twos for a little bit. And then we started the step up, back up to fours in 2011 when I moved up here and I was looking on my power of 10 the other day and I have actually done a, at least one 400 race every year for, since 2009. So okay. I was like, okay, I've, I feel like I've done it You've quite a lot now, but put some work um, in. I didn't really start doing it competitively again until about 2014, yeah. probably. That's when I probably started like committing to it again and then I had a few years of down again, yeah. dipped, dipped down again and lost my interest in it and then, yeah, kind of stepped back up officially stepped back up last year so sure so i think i I did read something about about that going between two and four hundred so what's what's the what's the deal it just gets significantly harder after 300 meters um i think so i think when i did threes and obviously i was a lot younger at the time but i don't ever remember hitting kind of like the lactic that you hit in a four in Mm. the last hundred and i think i had always loved running fast and I'd run a lot of my races based off like pure speed but I also was a hockey player so I had actually got quite a lot of fitness that I didn't really know I had sure um so I think doing hockey and then just doing a little bit of speed work and just being naturally quite a quick person I was able to get through the three without really feeling any sort of horrendous lactic and then I remember (coughs) doing my first 400 and I remember just thinking, I'm never, ever, ever doing this ever again. Really? Yeah. And I think I even said it to my mum. I was like, there is no way I'm ever doing that ever again. And then, yeah, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> so the last, the last 100 metres is literally just a mental battle to keep legs moving one after the other. I think so. I think for me that was, it was a case of, and there's so many quotes of me saying, like, I've come at peace with lactic and things yeah. like that. And, <laughs> yeah. But I think I've it, read a load of those. I think it is a little bit. I think once I accepted that I was going to get it no matter what, mm-hmm. And no matter what pace I ran at, you'd still get it. Um, I just accepted it, I think. It was just one of those. It was like, well, I might as well train, train in that state because I'm going to have to end the race in that state. Yeah. Um, and I always said, whilst I was like a student and people were like, oh, like, what's your lo- logic? I was always like, well, the quicker you get there, the quicker you deal with the lactic. Yeah. So that was always my mindset as well. Towards the end, I was just like, oh, get to the end as quick as possible. And then, then you deal with it when it's happened and that's it. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I can't, I can't kind of, you can't hide from it. It's there. It's, it's going to happen. There. Everyone gets it. I don't know anyone that doesn't. So that's yeah. always reassuring as You're well. You're all in the same boat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's in the same boat. It just might hit some people faster than others. And yeah. if you muck up your race plan, you get it a bit earlier sometimes, yeah. which isn't the nicest, but everyone has that. So the main thing is 400s now. Yeah. So when you go in, at that point, you just said about race plans. So at that point is... Like people are going to listen to this and go, well, isn't the plan just to go out quick and go as fast as you can? 400 meters is 50. What's your best? 513. 513. So, at that, so at what point are you aware that you need to start pushing? I think 
everyone actually will have a different race plan. Like people will follow the same model as such, but there are so many different ways people can do it. So I've got a few girls in my training group that they essentially do a build up mm-hmm. like the whole way around. So their flat speed over 200 isn't as fast as mine. So they will go through 200 slower, but they'll probably finish just at about the same pace that I'm finishing at. Okay. Um, whereas I kind of try and get out well. I don't try, I've, I've tried and played around with so many options. So I've tried to go through a lot faster and seeing if I can hold on. <laughs> Didn't really enjoy that one. Um, and I think it's just kind of finding the middle ground of where you can go through fast enough to remain in the race, but then still have enough to push at the end. Sure. And that's something that this year we really, we managed to get right. And I think we got it right a little bit through trial and error. Um, and Glenn's, Glenn's training plan, I think what he planned for it to happen, happened and it worked really well for us. But I think I subconsciously just ran, Right. to be honest. I think I just try, made, tried to make the right decisions during the race at the right points Yeah. Um, that's, based, based off what he tells me in training. <laughs> that's, it's so, it's so, so let's, let's talk a little bit just like pre all of this. So how did you even get into the athletic side in the first place? Um, so when I was younger, I, so I started athletics when I was in primary school. Um, I got scouted at a school cross country. Um, Egg and spoon? Well, I actually wasn't that talented at Egg and spoon. <laughs> to be balance honest. is not that. Balance, balance, anyone that met me knows balance is not a strong point. Like, I can't stand on one leg for, <laughs> to save my life. But, um, yeah, it was a school cross country event. Um, I got scouted to join Aldershot, mm-hmm. um, which is the club I'm still with. And then... I was actually more in like a middle distance, long distance group. And I remember at some point there was a discussion with my mom about how I liked running fast and I just wanted to be fast and that was, that was more interesting to me. So my mom managed to get me to move to the sprint group that were there. And then from then it kind of just progressed. I think I never really appreciated the fact that I, could, I didn't have to turn up to training and I could still go to a national champs and still win it. Yeah. Um, at the time, like now I think about it, I'm like, that's mad. Like yeah. <laughs> not many people have that talent. Um, and I was an idiot to not appreciate that at the time. Um, but you're not old, so you've, you've no, recognized exactly, it now. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. So it was fine. But, um, I think that's kind of how I got into it. And that's how the reason I stayed in, in the sport, I think, there's always, especially with females, I think it's, it is a big, there is a big point when everyone suddenly drops out of the sport. And it's a shame because I've known a lot of girls that have been really talented and that they have fallen out of love with it and it kind of gets a bit hard. And I think A-levels and moving to university was one of those where I, I've discussed before, like it wasn't, it wasn't easy. Yeah. Um, it was quite a shock to the system and it was it did make everything quite hard. But it, now when I look back, I'm like, well, that's, that's the path that I went on and that's why it happened. And it happened for me to learn from this. And mm-hmm. if I hadn't done things wrong, I wouldn't have learned anything because I think I need to do it wrong to learn from it. That's fair, that's fair. Now, hindsight's a beautiful thing, isn't it? So, you, you know, you're always going to be perfect vision in hindsight. Um, but it's, it, what, what do you think that is, females in sport? When it gets to a certain point, 16, 17 years old, do you think it is body awareness and... That kind of thing? Or? I, th- I think maybe, yeah. I think th- there can be so many things. So A-levels, when I went to A-levels, I, I studied somewhere different to where I had done my GCSEs and things like that. And there's a lot of different distractions and there's a lot of, you make friends with new people mm. because you're in a different environment and you're in different classes to what you've been used to. And you're kind of taking yourself 
I, I went to a sixth form college, so it was essentially like a step before uni. Um, so it was a lot more independent study and things. <coughs> and I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it that much. I found it quite hard. I wasn't that academic. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, it was quite a shock to the system that this was, this was kind of what it was going to be like at university as well. Um, and I think there were a lot of times when, because you're in an environment where um, my friends are ridiculously clever, like I've got some seriously smart friends, so they would go home and they'd revise and I'd be like, oh, I feel like I need to revise. But yeah. then I'd, a lot of people would, and I think that's kind of where the differences are. Like most people would go home and put their studies first, whereas I was like, I'm going to go run. Yeah. I'm going to go to the track <laughs> or I'm going to go and play hockey now. Um, so I think my focus had always been on the sports side and competing in sport and I was always sporty as a, like a youngster. So I think I carried that through, mm -hmm. whereas a lot of people, obviously you do get to a point where you're like, oh, I, if you want to be a doctor, you can't go training every single day. Like, yeah. you're going to have to go and do some work after. You've got to make a decision. After, yeah, and I think that is what happens a lot of the time. Yeah. You don't have natural physical gifts, in, I guess, in, in being a doctor. You have yeah. to go and study that. So it's not yeah. something that's going to land on you. So yeah. that's so interesting. I think it's one of those, I think. Mm -hmm. So, in, so you, you ended up at Loughborough. So it's a pretty big university anyway. So you must have decent grades to end up at Loughborough. No? Shaking your head. No? Um, I, I studied at Loughborough College. Okay. So I did my university degree through the college. I see. Um, which for me was perfect. It meant that I could get in with a bit of a lower grade. Um, it was actually probably the best decision I ever made because yeah. I wouldn't have coped at Loughborough. Um, we had smaller class sizes, so everything was a bit more tailored towards you and things Makes like sense. that. So my personal tutor was fully aware of everything that was going on within my running career at all points mm. because if I needed time away to go to a camp or to go anywhere. And I was quite lucky because I had such a almost like late development into 400s. My first few years actually were quite easy to balance everything because I wasn't competing internationally as much. Yeah. Um, I was kind of getting back into it. I got injured in my first year being here because I went from essentially no training to four days a week and my body couldn't handle Overuse. that. Um, so I kind of spent my first year getting injured and learning how to deal with that by yourself. And I never, I never ate very well and things like that. So I kind of learned it all the hard way. Show me a student that does. Yeah. <laughs> um, learned it all the hard way and then built myself back up from that. But it was quite a slow building block. So I think for me it was perfect because by 2015 when I started to make GB senior team, um, I kind of knew, knew, this, knew this kind of study-based stuff. I had that idea. Mm -hmm. I knew who to go to if I needed extra time to sort of hand in because I was away and things like that. So I could, I could manage it a lot better. So in that sense, it was great for me. Yeah. Um, whereas I think, I don't know, I don't, I've never studied at the uni, but the, the lectures are massive. So. Yeah. I easy to be like swallowed up in an environment yeah. like this is massive here yeah. i'm driving around campus and there's i drove past 14 car parks i think yeah. and they're all full like it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy it is busy and i think um i because i was in smaller classes i couldn't miss lectures yes, because they'd obvious. know about it yeah. so um it it was a lot easier to kind of you had to turn up you were there you didn't just be like oh i'm not gonna go today yeah um, unless you had a valid reason um, you, you, it got noted yeah. quite easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So um, you were competing all the way through, and then you, at what point did you get to the GB national, like the 
to the to the senior squad? So I made a senior squad for indoors in 2015, I think, um, and that was I went to European indoor champs in Prague. Okay. Um, which was wicked. First international. First international. Um, I was still under 23 at the time. I got it based off I ran the Bucks Championship record okay, that, yeah. at the Bucks Champs that year. Um, and then I, I'd actually, I was really lucky to be fair because I didn't run very well at the British Champs, but it was kind of at a time where I still went to the British Champs, so it was fine. But it was only like the week after that I stepped up and actually ran quite a good time. So I think they were like, okay, that's fine. Um, I didn't run there. And I, I knew that when I got selected, I knew that I was going to be going base, based for the experience, essentially, and yeah. kind of like the added extra, which I think for me was amazing because I got to take in everything, learn kind of what the procedures are like, um, and then go from there. And the plan was obviously after that was to step up and kind of start start trying to make individual teams and things like that. And it didn't quite go that way. Um, and it was, yeah, it was an interesting year, but... I made, then I went on and in the summer got to the under 23 champs, but it was kind of a similar process. I, I didn't run very well in the outdoor season um, at all. And I think my indoor time kind of helped me, <coughs> gave me a benefit from that. Mm. But yeah, it, it was my first kind of major international experiences. And it's something that I still remember now and yeah. still kind of take with me into other competitions that I go on. I imagine it's a bit of a deer in the headlights moment, no? Like you turn up to a huge championships like that and your first one, it's got to be quite yeah. a big, overwhelming experience. Yeah, I think for me, I liked my progression into where I'm at now because I didn't have, I wasn't completely deer in the headlights. I wasn't then chucked into an international yeah. individual, like, you're going now. With high expectations. Bring it. Yeah. Um, so it, it wasn't that bad for me. So I did kind of learn learn from my mistakes or learn from the experience that I was given at the time and get to meet people that you wouldn't normally meet mm -hmm. um so I did enjoy it yeah that's it well it's it, so that sort of age coming up into that you know that sort of environment is it's got to be a, a real thrill how do you find out about that sort of stuff like I'm interested in logistics so they just call you up and go fancy go to Prague how does that work um so you have you have your selection criteria, so you get given, like, everyone, they're on the British Athletics website, you could just kind of click on them, read the documents, see what the qualifying times are and things like that. But for relays, it's a little bit different because you don't have to run the qualifying time to go. Um, so they obviously, you'll do kind of the main British champs, that's kind of essentially the trials for everything. And then they will just say, we're, we're picking the team on this day. And wow. then you kind of get a phone call. Mine always tend to be around three o'clock, so right. I've kind of like sussed it to be expected around three, but I've got better. Like when I first was kind of getting in back into it, I was like sat by my phone, like, why aren't they calling me? Oh my gosh, yeah. they don't want me. Like, I'm an not A. I've got, yeah. my last name's an A, I should be first. Yeah, so for initially I was like, oh no, they're not picking me. Like they're not calling. I haven't heard anything. What do I do? Um, but then I just kind of, eventually I've just learned to just be like, it will come if it comes kind yeah. of thing. Um, so yeah, then they just call you the day, the day of selection normally, and then you have to keep it quiet for a few days until they officially announce. Mm. Um, yeah, goes right. from there. So since then, what other international tournaments have you been involved in? So I 
took a step back down to 200s for a couple of years. Um, I was struggling with the 400 quite a lot in terms of I couldn't, I could, I wasn't comfortable like running in lactic. I wasn't, I was in a training setup that wasn't working for me. Um, so I moved training groups and then we started working our way back up to fours. So this year, well, 2018 was, mm-hmm. was my next kind of international step up. So I did world indoors. That was how I started. And that was when, um, it kind of all kicked off again. Cause I basically said, if I don't make world indoors, I'll probably stop. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was at a point where I was like, at the time I was 24. So I was like, I'm 24. I have a real interest in marketing, but not from a sport point of view. So I'm more like business development, marketing based. So it's not a sport. It doesn't translate to sport that easily. So I was like, I've got to pick either career or running. I'm 24. I need to, I need to kind of earn some money. It's a pivot or time, isn't it? Yeah. So I think for me, it was, it was very much, we, I sat down with my coach, um, and we, we planned it from coming back from tonsillitis to, to getting on that team. And it was intense and it was not probably the nicest. I can't actually remember the process that well, but I'm sure he can. <laughs> I probably was moody quite a lot of the time. <laughs> but That comes it, to the territory. Yeah. Um, yeah, so World Indoors was then my first international back. And then I did all of the GB squad-based 4x4 for internationals this year. Right. So... Wow. Okay. So next, what's next? What's next? Um, what's the next so, 3 p.m. phone call you're going to receive? I'm not sure. I think I'm not doing a 400 now. I think my my aim is to do the the world relays mm-hmm. in Japan. Um, we should be hearing in the next few weeks, Amazing. maybe a month. Um, but I'm not doing fours indoors. Um, I made that decision based off. The season's really long. Obviously, with Worlds, it's not... You kind of don't finish racing until end of September, start of October. Um, and for me, it's quite a... It's not a mental struggle. It's just there is the mental side of sport that a lot of people forget about. And for me, I was like, I can't be on it in racing situations from the start of March until the end, like the, yeah. the end of September. It won't work for me. Um, so we made the decision to just focus on my speed for indoor season so yeah. i'm doing 60s at the indoor champs this weekend yeah excellent which will be fun where's that um birmingham okay so keep a look out for that one yeah so i'm doing the 60 there and then my first 400 is hopefully going to be at world relays in japan in may amazing so you're obviously the, the you're saying from said march until september so that's not only a mental struggle, that's a physical grind to stay yeah. at peak condition. Is there, a, is there a specific focus on, right, we need to be ready for this race. So if we don't win this one prior, it's okay, we've got to get top four. Or, is, that, is that factored in? Or are you yeah. just going to try and win everything? No, so it is factored in. I think I'm not at a level where I can turn around and be complacent with anything. Right. Um, like, my aim is to bring it to every race that I do. Um, if I'm on a relay, I don't want to run a leg that is less than par for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the plan is to always be able to step up when, when it's needed. Um, it is a long season, but obviously you, there is, there's breaks within the middle of that. So obviously the indoor season kind of ends in March. And then a lot of people won't probably start racing. I don't think I'll start individually racing 400s until end of June. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it will depend on 
how I'm feeling and where I'm at, but that at the moment is the plan. But our world trials and British champs aren't until 24th of August this year. Oh, wow. So that's where you got it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot later. And that's kind of where the where the team will get picked. So yeah. that's obviously been factored in straight away. That was the first date, I think, in the plan. Yeah. Everything else was just we'll add in as we go. You're but that is back. the date I need to be ready for. So that's the date we're working towards. Okay. Wow. So with, um, with that, it's Glyn, he's your coach. Yeah. He just deals with all of that. Does he deal with um, a lot of athletes or is, it just, is he focused on you? How does he, how does he work? Yes. Yeah, so I train with about 11 other people. Um, a few of us do fours, a few of us do sprints. Um, we're majority a sprint group. Um, so Glyn is a university coach, but he also coaches kind of internationals. So he's got a majority of a group, actually we're kind of split 50-50, mm-hmm. so there's 50% probably are still students, but like, they're fast students, they're pretty on it, <laughs> to be fair, um, and then 50% are more kind of like, similar to me, like, have done international work, or aren't still students, but are still progressing in the sport, and are still interested in improving, um, as a, we're relatively small, and we're quite close in it as a group, so everything that we do, we we want the others to do well and mm. it kind of progresses so I've had like two of the girls that I've been training with have just run rapid 60 times yeah um so it's they they came first and second at Welsh champs so for me I'm like buzzing because obviously not only are they running well and they're getting the recognition that they deserve and Glyn's getting the recognition that he deserves we're like what other people are training just as well so it's going to kind of translate to everyone in the group that makes sense. it's going to happen it'll filter yeah. down yeah um, so I think that's been nice. I think I think it might have been a bit of a different one for Glenn because he's not had anyone focusing on the 400 for the indoors. Right. Um, it's been very speed based. So I've been doing so. I think I've done more block sessions in the past month than I've done probably in the past two years with him normally. Really. Um, just because 60s, that is it. You, yeah. Your start is everything, isn't it? So. Um, How I think quick it's would you different. do 60 meters? Um, my PB at the moment is seven six. Wow. Um, I'd be getting out of the blocks at like 5.5. Five, five. <laughs> I'd like to think I could go faster, but we'll wait and see. That's incredible. And your 100? Because I know that's what people will probably translate to. Uh, do you know it? Do you know, I actually am really bad at knowing my PBs. Really? Um, I'm not... I say most very... athletes have that tattooed on them. They yeah. know it. No, um, I only actually know my 400 one because we used it in a quiz the other day in training to work out how many reps we were going to have to do on one of the exercises in okay. the gym so that's the only reason I know that one <laughs> but yeah I, I I take a step back so when I'm not at the track I'm not very I'm not an athlete sometimes right. I'm quite distant from the track I think the amount of times I've gone home and me and my boyfriend we don't talk about how my training goes so he texted me the other day and was like someone's asked me how your training's going and I actually have no answer for that <laughs> like he was actually like I assume it's going fine because you've not complained and I was like yeah no it's fine <laughs> like we just don't talk about it and I just have a complete distant relationship with it when I'm not at the track and I think for me that's what I need and I need to be able to when I'm here I'm fully in it and I'm fully in the zone and when I'm at comps like that's all I care about and ultimately like the only thing on my list to do is to get a faster time and to improve and to do things like that but I in doing so I take myself away from it when I'm not there it's probably healthy it's probably a healthy thing to be able to do I I know with people that I train 
Like it's all they'll ever get. If it's a football player, all they ever get is people asking about football. And it's yeah. probably pretty, A, boring for them, but B, it's, it's also something that you kind of go, that's what I do at work. Would you want to talk about your work all weekend? Mm. Probably not. So yeah. that makes sense. Um, so 2020 mm-hmm. coming up. Yeah. Is it on your radar? Do you let yourself think that far ahead? Um, it is a little bit on the radar at the moment. Um, obviously, I've come onto the lottery funding program this year. So and that's the elite, what's it called? The pro- the world class performance program yes I read yep. that I wasn't sure what it was I was going to ask yeah you. so that's essentially what they're naming the lottery funding um, okay. program to be now um, so I came onto that this year and everything is geared towards 2020 right in that um, so what does that mean that 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 um, world class program what does it mean they, they they pay you a stipend like how does that what does it what does it mean yeah so I'm given kind of essentially a grant through UK Sport so UK Sport will give me a grant which comes in every month um, but then British Athletics will provide things like physios, doctors um, anything in that sense psychologists, nutritionists, anything that I need from that side of things that will help improve my performance they will provide as well Um, I like to have quite a close knit team like I've got quite a small team around me we don't have that many people within my bubble because it's just easier for me to manage and it's easier for Glenn to manage because mm-hmm. to, to be honest he's he's a core part of that and he needs to be able to get on with the people that we're working with so um, we haven't actually changed that much based off what we were doing last year compared to this year the only difference is I've had the flexibility to kind of I've I've been training as a full-time athlete for since December right um, so I was just full-time athlete <coughs> since then um, and I've been able to do that. I am going back to work, but it's not been something that... It's been more based off... It's something that I want for my future right. when I stop running. Okay. Um, That's a marketing not, bit. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's not, I need it mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's it's very much a... I've sat down with the company and we've worked out a good plan and it works for both of us and I'm doing a two-month trial, so we'll see. But okay. um, it's... It's kind of given me a lot more flexibility to focus purely on my aims, which is ultimately to get faster and yeah. to run faster splits in the relay. It's, it's interesting because you've obviously got to have a pretty good head on your shoulders at 20... How old are you now? 25. 25. You've got to have a pretty... You have to have a very good forward-thinking plan because people never really get faster after 30, I guess, do they? So it's not really. So you've got to think about what's next. Yeah. Um, which, if you think... To most people, you would have been thinking this a couple of years ago. At 23, we're largely, I think, ill-prepared to really know what we're going to do at 45 years old. So it's, you've got to really think about that, yeah. um, which is that's good for you. So um, I want to talk about your training and your nutrition a little bit. So <laughs> we have to okay. cover it. So, um, so training-wise, how, yeah. does, how does your week look? Um, I train on a Monday. We start our training weeks on a Sunday, actually. So, okay. Um, which I think I've been working with Glenn for about three years, and I'm still kind of getting used to sometimes That's getting a, a training program, and it starts on a Sunday. Um, yeah, we take Saturdays off, right? Um, and we start our weeks on a Sunday. When you're based here, like obviously the facilities are amazing, but there's a lot of people that are also based here, so it yeah. can get quite busy on the track, especially mm-hmm. on the indoor bit. So taking we do speed work on a Sunday, which kind of takes away a lot of people that makes sense. to factor in. So it's easier to do blocks to 50 when there's no one else running around or there's yeah. no hurdles and things like that. So we do that. And then we always do backup days. So 
one thing that we kind of discussed quite early on in like our coaching relationship was how we need to get through rounds um, because you're never well rarely there is a there is a few circumstances where you will have like four hundreds all on one day but you'll most likely have your final on the day after you've done your heats and your semis and a lot of people that haven't trained for that sometimes will struggle um, and I've always said I want to be able to step it up the next day yeah. so we've always done a backup training day essentially so I train Sunday Mondays I have Tuesdays off Sunday Mondays are very similar days then um, so Sundays tends to be more speed and then Mondays is more like endurance lactic okay. um, or tempo based like endurance based stuff and then I'll take the Tuesday off Wednesday currently we're doing prep work because we have big speed session on a Thursday um, that'll change again when I step back up to the 400 training um, and it'll be a bit of a longer hmm. like longer runs again um, and then so we'll train Wednesdays Thursdays at the moment Thursdays is equally fast stuff a bit like Sunday yeah um, everything is very much intense but great quality at the moment so it's a bit it's a bit different compared to my 400 training right um because with 400 training on a thursday we'd probably be outside doing some sort of like tempo 200s or tempo 300 or tempo 150s okay. um and then we've incorporated i used to take friday saturday off um but at the moment we're doing either gym or yoga work on the friday okay um so that's something that i've found really beneficial um Having the extra gym, gym session, although I'm not a big gym lover, has probably helped quite a lot. But now that we're all kind of into competi competitions, it's become a bit more yoga-based and a bit more recovery-based. And sure. then just allowing our bodies to have an extra day. So then on Saturdays, we're kind of more fully recovered as opposed to just partly because we've had a big lifting session on the Friday. Yeah, yeah. And then we start again on the Sunday. <laughs> so do you find like, your strength and conditioning side in the gym, do you find that... It, did you integrate that at, at a certain age or did you start or were you always doing that um i probably only started doing gym work when i moved up to loughborough in 2011 okay um it wasn't something i ever really did before um and even now it's still you would you'd probably look at my program and be like that's not actually really a gym program it's quite rudimental um it's it it can depend like we do we split our gym sessions over the evenings so every running session so i'll run it on sunday monday wednesday thursday um we'll do gym sessions after every running session right instead of having like a set gym day yeah we we kind of mix it up so we'll tend to do like one olympic lift and then circuit based work okay um every day right instead of me coming in and doing a two-hour gym session where after about half an hour, I'll be moaning. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Glenn's just like, yeah, let's just do it every day and break <laughs> up instead. Yeah. Um, which for me works really well. Um, it means that we can be at the track for a long time, but we've, I think, well, I've personally got used to it and it's something that's always happened since I've been with Glenn um, and something that I wouldn't want to change because it, it's worked for us so far um, and it gives us a bit more time to work on specific things. So if anyone's struggling with, say, like hips or hamstring work like we can integrate that into the circuit quite nicely mm -hmm. okay and, and yoga because this is a yeah. obviously yoga has been around for uh, forever mm -hmm. but it's something that's relatively new in terms of working with British athletics as far as I understand um, I'm speaking to, to, to the people I've spoken to it wasn't really a part of their thing 10 years ago 
Yep. Unless it's something that you just liked for the mm-hmm. relaxation and, and mental aspect. So how have you found that? I actually really like it. Um, I found it really useful. It's something that we initially started on a Friday and I've taken away and started doing it by myself on a Tuesday okay. as well. Um, I kind of, we have like, on my program, it's like recovery days and half of the time it's either yoga slash dog walking because I've got a dog. Yeah. So that's, that's my other kind of active recovery, like a big dog walk or something. But um, I found it really useful. I think for me, I when I was young, I was a gymnast. So like the flexibility side of it isn't... It's not um, an issue. It's not, I'm, I mean, I'm not like some kind of crazy flexible person but I don't find it too strenuous so I quite enjoy the kind of calming relaxation part of it that you get yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so so um because typically you would say sprinters especially like probably relatively tight in the hip flexors mm-hmm. possibly hamstrings or whatever so you don't find any of that's an issue um you're too young to find that an issue yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely you wait um, <laughs> I think for me, I'm very much a, I'm quite a sensitive person. So if I run in the wrong position, I can feel it sometimes in my hamstrings and things. Okay. Um, but it's something that we've managed really well. Um, Glenn knows exactly what's going on a lot of the time. So it can be a case of like, he'll watch me do a rep and be like, yeah, she's probably going to hurt her hamstring after this because she ran. I see. Like she ran a bit in the wrong position and things like that. So it's something we've picked up quite, quite well together and we managed really well. Um, but I think, I mean, it's hard to know, isn't it? Different people, different people's bodies respond differently as well. Yeah. So um, what works for me might not work for anyone else and mm. things like that. But Also, you've got a lot of repetition under your belt. If you stopped for six months and came back, you probably would find you were pulling hamstrings yeah. or whatever, like you said earlier on, when you started doing more 400s or whatever. So that makes sense. So you smirked a little bit, but nutrition. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about your... So are you, are you assigned? Or is it all up to you? I don't have a nutritionist I do everything myself I've got we have nutritionists within British Athletics that I can ask advice from Um, I haven't actually done anything based with them yet that's just because I'm still new onto the program Mm -hmm. so I'm just kind of settling myself in a bit and getting to know them Um, I always always say it's fine because I love veg Um, which Glenn always laughs at but I genuinely do so I've always actually eaten quite well. Um, I think my mum was good at teaching me how to cook, although it didn't happen when I first moved to uni because you get excited, don't you, and you can eat all you want. Um, (laughs) I I actually am able to cook quite well, and I do like eating healthy food. Um, So I I do quite well. I have meal plans, like I plan everything on a Sunday, what I'm going to eat that week, and me and my boyfriend sit down and we work out what we're going to buy and what we're going to eat that week and he's quite into his health as well so it makes it a lot easier it's not just me having a fighting battle by myself like he's eating a pizza and I'm there like I need to eat salad today yeah yeah, like that'll never happen so I mean I'm not going to say like I I have the best diet in the world like everyone has those days where they sometimes just need to eat something nice of course um but human being yeah but it's kind of it's managed really well and it's it's always kind of done in terms of like after a race i'll always have a treat yeah it'll always probably be pizza okay it's got it's that's yours, treat. Right? yeah um but it does make a difference if you're if you've got family or partner buy-in mm-hmm. it does make a massive difference yeah definitely i think for us it's it's been a case of he, he'll eat what i cook and he'll cook mm-hmm. on the days that i've got big sessions because i train in the evenings it's quite key that 
I get home and we eat quite early on mm -hmm. after I've got home. So otherwise, one, I'm not eating at kind of 10 p.m. And yeah. two, I'm getting in the nutrition when I need it because I don't take, I, re I rarely take any supplements um, just because I personally prefer to get it through my diet. So yeah. I'm quite key on checking what I'm eating, making sure that what I'm eating is giving me enough kind of nutrients through that instead of having to take them artificially. Um, and that's just my choice at the moment. That's just what I've chosen to do. You've probably got to be quite careful as well, haven't you, with supplementation? Yeah, um, you can check everything out. Um, we have like a website and there's, I think there's an app that you can use as well to check what you're, what you're taking on. But I wouldn't, yeah, you, you essentially get anything that's informed sport, it's fine. And you right. just write down the codes and things like that. And if, if the drug testers come knocking, you make sure you write it on the form and stuff right. like that. But um, yeah. Are they quite random, drug tests? Yeah. They just turn up? Yeah. Um, so you've got to let them know where you are and all that kind of stuff, or if you're going on a holiday or... It depends on who you are with okay. stuff like that. So that whereabouts side of it, I'm not actually on whereabouts at the moment. I, I get drug tested and they are random, like they turn up, but they'll turn up at basically 10pm or 6am. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> Just so what you need. I've had both. Um, I think I prefer 10pm actually. Yeah. Which a lot of people were like, oh no, that would really annoy me. But 6am, we woke up they came the other day actually and we woke up to my dog literally howling howling the house down and we were like what is happening and we hadn't because I like live on three floors up so I didn't hear the door and anything like that and I was so confused I was just in like this complete daze the yeah. whole time and then went back to bed for about two hours which wasn't in the plan for that day because I was like I've got so much to do today <laughs> so I preferred the 10pm one yeah. um, just because I'm still awake. I'm actually awake. I can I can actually answer questions and not look like I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You're trying to hide something. Yeah. Yeah, um, but it's it's something that I haven't had in the past. Like I've not had people come to my house to do it. Yeah. Um, so it was an experience in itself. But yeah, it's part of it. And like I would never say that I hate it. I think it's quite nice, and I enjoy doing them because it proves that. I'm not taking anything and yeah. it always is like it needs to happen in the sport and you always need that so mm -hmm. you'd never kind of moan about it because if you if it stopped then you wouldn't know who to trust no it's keeping like an even so, playing field yeah definitely and I think eventually you are probably will be on um whereabouts where you have to say where you are but that's that's part of the job yeah yeah that makes sense so um one thing I wanted to ask with things like relay mm -hmm. Do, like wh how much practice do you get with your team because presumably they're not all here no so how does that work so we get allocated um well we we've kind of had like an overview for the year and we've been given kind of the training dates that we're going to get together and work together um this year it's actually a bit different because we've got the introduction of the mixed relay okay um for the world so there's going to be two girls two guys on a relay squad um which we've not done we've not really started kind of planning into anything yet and I think that's happening in the next few weeks to be honest I think it's going to suddenly be like actually yeah mixed relay let's concentrate on that a bit as well um presumably you don't know your team all the time though because that can no. actually it could change yeah yeah definitely so I think we we have relay camps and we get together and we kind of try out things but for four by four the baton work isn't it isn't like four by one you don't have to rely you have to change over well but it doesn't affect your placings as such. Yeah. Um, Bit more margin for error. Yeah. So it's not something that we need to drill into us and drill into us. It's just a case of, I think, all the girls are 
we all get on well, so that's a bonus in itself because we don't have any kind of issues. We all want each other to do well because we see the benefit of if someone runs well, they're gonna run they're gonna run well in the relay, so it's gonna yeah. help us in the future. Um, I think it <coughs> it is something that's still quite new for me in terms of like going to the relay practices and getting used to working with a team because up until last year I hadn't really done any of them. Um, which is why we made the decision to basically say any international relay opportunities I'm, I'm doing mm-hmm. um, and that was something that was quite strongly from me I was like I need to do them I need the experience I want to try as many legs as possible because you don't know which one's your best leg either yeah. okay um, I didn't even think about that either yeah like different people will run everything differently so we've got we've got kind of a few options that we want and we like and it works and then there's always going to be other people that that are joining in the team and that are joining in and we've got people that have so much more experience than others and people that are relatively new and there's yeah. a few upcoming athletes so it's it's fun and it's nice to be able to work together definitely because we don't get to see each other all the time yeah. um but i think our main benefit is that we do all like each other and we do all want each other to do well so realistically are they not your primary um competition for yeah. individual spots as well yeah right yeah so i think i think the thing with relays in that is when it gets hard is that you you could be racing someone that could knock you off that team yeah at the same time so it's having enough awareness of where everyone is and also just being honest and kind of like open with yourself like i've never been one of those people that have been like oh i ran 54 at this race but it's fine because i'm gonna run a 51 next week like i've never been that kind of athlete i know quite strongly where i'm at um and it's just being honest about that situation with your well for me it's with glenn and we'll just be like what's going on or if that happened like for us luckily that hasn't really happened this year but um i think it is one of those things and i think it's easier when you get on because you're able to understand why teams are picked Mm -hmm. for what's going on and things so i think there's always going to be there's always going to be people that aren't happy with a decision on a relay course the people that have select like that are selected and sometimes it's rightfully so i think when i wasn't involved in it i think i looked at a few times and i was like i wonder why they've put them there and things like that and up until the time when i was actually involved in the situation i was like well they actually like the athletes the athletes get picked like they get told what leg they're going to give a go on um so it's not always down to the athletes decisions yeah um so it's what's your favorite leg on that four by one uh four by four um i i've done quite a lot on leg three okay um i quite like running in traffic so i like the hustle and bustle but i don't yeah i'm i prefer the hustle and bustle based stuff because i think for me i train like that um we train as a group we kind of run as a pack so for me it kind of it similar to that so it's more comfortable you've yeah been there. yeah um and also it's just you kind of I almost have my checkpoints, so I'm like, I'm going to overtake athlete this and yeah. then this one and then this one and go from there. And, and then here comes the lactic acid. <laughs> push, push off the bend and cry yeah. as I run down the home straight. But um, I like it. I like being able to. I've, this year we've managed to, for my races, I've finished quite strongly. So I like to be able to give, give the baton over in a strong position. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried first leg indoors and indoors is a different one so it's a completely different race essentially i struggled with it but equally it was my first kind of senior 
international field and it was a home stadium and right. I think everything just got the better of me and I was like this this is just the weirdest experience of my life and yeah. I didn't run very well there um it's not to say I would never say no to a first leg again but I just like I just like being kind of in amongst the people not yeah. in my own lane um of course here yeah, because you're just you're split up you won't stay you won't stay in that I didn't realize on a four by four you don't stay in the same lanes you no. so first leg first leg you're in your own lanes um second leg you're in your own lanes until the back straight so just right. off the curve you break right and then from then on you're all in lane one essentially so for me I quite like it yeah. I quite like the being all in one lane and Kind yeah, of. yeah. See, I didn't realise that. I thought it was similar to four by one because it's still a sprint kind mm-hmm. of event that you would stay in that lane. That's interesting. I didn't realise that. No. Um, and that makes sense as to why you, because you would be, it would be a staggered start, wouldn't it? Still. So. Yeah. Okay. So um, last couple of bits from me. I want to ask, who is your like? Who got you into sport? Who's your absolute sporting hero? Um, I, I would say I have two. So British based, I think it would be Christina Hurugu. Okay. Um, you met, you've met her? I actually haven't. You haven't? No. Okay. Um, to be fair, I'm not like shouting from the roofs that she's my idol, so I probably need to do that more to yeah. be in with the chance of meeting her. But um, I think she kind of overcame quite a lot. Obviously, she had a bit of bad press at this kind of like in the middle of her career, but she yeah. overcame that. And she always, she's always like, she's there. She's mm. solid. She's amazing in that sense. Like, you know you don't really worry where she is at 200 because you know she'll probably still finish really strong. Yeah. Um, so she's kind of like the one that swayed me towards 400s, to be honest, because I just like loved watching her race. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but internationally, it would be Alison Felix. Yeah, and have um, you met her? No. 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 Um, I think I just like, she is kind of what we would class as kind of like who you'd want to be. Right. Um, like she runs, she looks effortless. It's just like she just looks so chilled throughout yeah. everything, and she's running so fast that it's, it's quite impressive. So she's the, probably my international one. The best of the best make it look easy, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, she does make it look really easy. So I'd Brilliant. like to look that easy running a 50 point. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what about then, um, in terms of um, your absolute career pinnacle? Mm-hmm. Like, we fast forward 10 years, you're coming out of the sport, what are we looking back on? Um, I mean, I think it's every athlete's dream to have an Olympic medal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it would be that. I think it would be nice for it to be an individual, but being realistic, it will be a relay medal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be probably the dream I would like to make. I would like to t- be able to have a medal at every major champs. Okay. Um, so that was kind of my aim. We sat down. And we worked out plans for the future Brilliant. the other month. And that was one of the ones that I said to Glenn, I was like, I want, I want the opportunity to be at every major and I want the opportunity to medal at every major. Yeah. Um, because then I've, I've got a medals forever, isn't it? You, yeah. can, you can keep them and yeah. like records are great and they are great and I'm still cl- clutching onto my champs one for yeah. bucks. Like <laughs> it's going to go soon. But that's, that's the thing with them. They do go. Yeah. So medals I want don't go. medals never leave. So... Um, I think that's that's one of the main things for me. Um, and also, I just like the idea of being able to help inspire people because I didn't have kind of like the stereotypical route into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a lot of people that can kind of 
use that as opposed to sort of oh I was really talented and I just kind of carried on from there Um, I think that's one of the things that I've kind of started to focus on so it's helping the people that are kind of hitting hitting the points of do I carry on or do I not carry on I've had a few people message me and I, I like that that kind of helping side of things and offering advice to the people that are kind of equally where I was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to be able to say that I can help people do that as well. Yeah, that's admirable. And it's, do you know what, you're always better off regretting the things that you tried to do, yeah. do you know what I mean? rather than the things you didn't. So yeah. I agree with that. Um, so the other... Um, uh, the other little thing for me was just who would be, and you don't have to you don't have to name a name if you don't want to, because they might still be active against you. So who would be your like the, the best person you've ever run against? Um, if it's a competitor that's going to give them an edge, don't name them. So I I'm trying to think. Um, there's a few Americans that mm-hmm. when I kind of started coming back, I looked up to them, and now. It was a it was a case of like adjusting to you don't look up to them anymore you compete against them yeah um, so I think for the start of the year that was quite a big thing for me I was like oh my god I'm racing against someone that I've been watching and like saying oh my gosh they look amazing yeah and now I'm racing against them and I've got to put myself into the perspective of that's it it's like another person. I'm competing against you now and that's that's how I'm gonna have to deal with it but um, I can't really think of it I'm trying to think of someone really random that's right. like oh yeah I've competed against this person at the egg and spoon race, it's cool, so, or something yeah. silly like that. No, but you I, said you were rubbish at that, so yeah, no, that doesn't count. Great. <laughs> um, listen, thank you for, for doing this. I really appreciate it, and you've sorted this place out for us at Loughborough. It's, um, it's been really interesting to, to meet you, to talk to you, and, and to understand a little bit more about you know, the kind of ups and downs, I guess, of, of mm-hmm. athletics. So, um, so, yeah, thank you for doing it.